Hello everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Casual Gamer Show. I am Button Mash Brad, and I am joined today by my brother Adam, or Shadow Dragon Gaming, as he goes by on Instagram. And today we are going to be talking about some of our favorite games that we have played recently, uh, including Assassin's Creed Origins, Call of Duty World War II, and the Xbox exclusive platformer Cuphead. So which one do you want to start with? Uh, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed Origins. Okay, so this is something that we have both been playing quite a bit of recently. Assassin's Creed Origins is a brand new game that puts an entirely new spin on a series that was getting admittedly stale. This is a game that I have enjoyed playing a lot. I'm a longtime Assassin's Creed fan, but even I was starting to get some franchise fatigue before they took the year-long break um, and made Origins. And I am extremely glad that they did because it is an absolutely amazing game. They took a lot more of an RPG-esque approach with this Assassin's Creed than the usual game. And it feels amazing to play. There's a lot more quests. It's open world completely. Uh, Assassin's Creed has been open world for a while, but this one truly feels open world for the first time. Uh, what's some of the stuff that you like playing them? What I like about it is the open world is not just, you know, there's spots. There's everything to do. There's always something to do. Every new spot has a reason to be there. And that's one of my favorite parts is just exploring and see what I can do in the game. Yeah, that's something that I really enjoyed about it as well. I'm about halfway through the game, and a big part of that is just because it's one of those things that every time I find one thing to do and start going on that quest line, I find three or more things that I get completely engrossed in. And it's one of those games that you can play for hours and hours and hours, and there's still a lot more to do. Uh, another thing that I really like about it is the new loot system. It reminds me a lot of games like Destiny, uh, when you kill enemies, they drop random color-coded loot uh, and typically weapons, and they're more powerful or less powerful depending on uh, their color. But it's added a nice spin on it, and it gives you incentive to go to these random areas where they have groups of enemies and see what you can find. I know the daily quest is something that you really enjoyed quite a bit. Yeah, that gives you a reason to log in, you know. I usually hop on, do the daily quest. That also gives you some type of rare item, like a legendary or a rare, is seeing what it gives out. But it takes you to a new area every time, and it's just a really fun experience. And that's another thing. You're being taken to a new area every time because the map is so ginormous. I, I think it's probably... I know The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild had a really big map, but I think this one probably tops that. It is huge. I've played at least, I've sunk at least 20 hours into the game at this point, probably more than that, and I've only been to about half of the map. It is ridiculously big, and there really is something around every corner. I would probably give this game a solid 9 out of 10, honestly, if I was reviewing it. I think this is something that pretty much everybody can find something that they enjoy about it. And I think it's also something that, whether you're an Assassin's Creed fan or not, you can still jump in and have a good time with it. Yeah, I agree with that. I would probably give it an 8.5. But the game is just getting started. You know, they have the Anubis DLC that came out. 
The and, trials. Yeah, the trials. Uh, the first god's already been out. Who knows when the next one's gonna come? I think it's actually like a repeat system. Like they keep coming out, you know. So they'll keep sending out yeah, more trials. Yeah, I think it's just like you know we miss out on this one, but the next one. And that's another thing that's really important in gaming today is developers giving gamers a reason to come back and continue playing these games. So uh, we will be right back uh, after a quick break and we will be talking about Call of Duty World War II. Okay, and we are back. So the next game that we are going to be talking about is Call of Duty World War II. Now, Call of Duty is a franchise that, honestly, I can take it or leave it. Uh, I'm typically a lot more of a single-player experience kind of person, which is why I really enjoy games like Assassin's Creed. Um, however, I can honestly say that I have genuinely enjoyed playing Call of Duty World War II when there was not matchmaking issues. Um, that is something that has kind of remained ever since launch, and it's kind of bugging people. But if you can get past that, I think the multiplayer is actually really, really fun. What do you think? Yes, they have, there have been a lot of server issues. They're starting to kind of work that stuff out. I haven't really noticed a lot of them, but I guess a lot of people are still getting them. But there are a ton of improvements. This game is a game where you can just hop on. You know, you got the quartermaster now. You have the sergeant that gives you daily quests to get loot boxes. It's all just so much fun to do that is one improvement that they added is the hub and whenever you go into matchmaking now instead of the typical menu you get thrown into a hub with a bunch of other players and you can i mean there's there's some fun stuff to do there like they have a gun range where you can test your weapons uh they have one-on-one -on -one duels where i beat adam all the time um i i do like that i think that is something that's pretty cool that's also another thing that's kind of Destiny-esque. Destiny added that, and it was it was pretty popular in Destiny 2. Yeah, the um, They also popularized dancing emotes. Yeah. Sadly, the HQ isn't working right now. That's what they say. It had a lot of server problems, but it should. They're starting to work on that right now. So that uh, one actually big thing, they went to dedicated servers, not like their usual Call of Duty servers, you know? Yeah. They went to dedicated. So that's actually really helping now. Um Once you get past the um the server issues though right now, it's actually a pretty enjoyable entry into the into the franchise. Uh I'm not usually somebody that plays Call of Duty a whole lot, but I do like it. I I, I like the World War Two setting a lot more than I liked the futuristic setting of you know the past handful of games i'm just not really able to get into that the historical setting though like i really liked battlefield one i am a pretty big battlefield fan um and whenever battlefield one came out i played that for quite a while i, I really enjoy the setting um and i do like that about this call of duty um so what's some other stuff that you like about it Honestly, one big improvement to the game right now, the loot box system. You know, you can't buy them right now, but that will be coming soon to where you can buy them with COD points. But it's refreshing not to have to grind for them. Every match or so, they usually have a rare supply drop, maybe two, even four sometimes if you're really lucky in a match. 
that's one really big improvement, and I do agree with the HQ. It makes it a lot more fun. I think we could do an entire podcast right now on loot boxes in gaming. Um, Battlefront 2 just came out recently, and there's a lot of controversy surrounding their loot box system. So I, I, I don't know... I don't really want to say that I dislike loot boxes, because when they're done right, they can be fun. Like, honestly, I think Overwatch's loot boxes are pretty fun. I, I enjoy earning them, but I, I also think there's some, like, in Battlefront, and uh, honestly, Call of Duties are alright, in my opinion. I, I'm, I don't really have a problem with them. I don't really enjoy them either, though. But um, I do like the game overall. I honestly think it's it's worth buying. If you're a Call of Duty fan, it's definitely something that I would say you will enjoy. Um, and if you're not a Call of Duty fan, I think it just kind of depends on your taste. It's not something that I'm going to be playing every day, but it is something that's a nice break from the single-player games that I enjoy playing. Yeah, honestly, it's it's really refreshing to have boots on the ground again. Infinite Warfare, you know, it, it was it was there. Yeah. I didn't really enjoy Honestly, Infinite Warfare. I play Call of Duty all the time, but I only got to like rank twenty four. So yeah. Alright, and we will be right back talking about Cuphead. Alright, the next game that we are going to be talking about is the Xbox exclusive platformer Cuphead. Now, this is a game that honestly pleasantly surprised me. It got a lot of E3 hype, and to be honest with you, at the time, I was kind of like, really? This is this is a lot of coverage for an indie game. But as it got a little bit closer and I saw more about it, I, I decided that it was worth the purchase, and we've played quite a bit of it. There's a split-screen co-op, and it is really fun and really anger-inducing at the same time. I have never had more of a love-hate relationship with a game than I do with Cuphead. What do you think of it? I like it. It is a game that you really do need to take break from, a breaks from, because you're gonna get tired of the game eventually, and it just it just really is rage inducing. It's it's like kind of like Civilization in the sense of it's like just one more try, just one more try, and then it's twenty more tries. Yeah. So for those of you that have never seen Cuphead, the game does away with the typical system for a game like this, and it's a bunch of boss battles. The entire game is just boss battle after boss battle, and you are going to die many, many, many times. And the goal is to get a little bit better every time until eventually you beat the boss. There's no kind of checkpoints or anything like that to make it easier as you go on. It's just about you improving as a player and getting better. Um, I think that the game... First of all, the setting is really, really unique. It has that old cartoony vibe, which they pretty much nailed. I, I honestly think that alone makes it worth mentioning, because the art and the music, it all plays in together to make a really, really good game. And then it's got the gameplay, also. I, I honestly think this game's a total package. If you're looking for a fun game that you can just hop on and play for a little bit and have a good time... Uh, with a friend. I think this one is perfect. I will say that it got a little bit confusing having two people on the screen at times. I don't think it was really as big of a deal for you as it was for me. It really wasn't. I mean, it could get confusing sometimes, like some of the boss fights, like the plane 
areas, you know, those can get a little bit confusing. There's a lot going on on screen, and when you have two people constantly jumping yeah. around, it can be kind of easy to lose track of who you are every now and then, but that's a minor, minor complaint. However, the good thing about it is there's not many split-screen games out there anymore. There's like, really not, and it's a shame. And this game's kind of like a really good split-screen game if you're looking to just hop on and play with a friend for a bit. It's only 20 bucks. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I would say if you're looking out of everything that we have talked about so far and what we're going to talk about, if, if you're looking for a cheap game that you can have a lot of fun with, this, I don't, I don't think you can get anything better right now. Um, I, I think it's a brilliant game. And in terms of rating it on, like, an indie game scale, I would give it... I, I would... It's probably the best indie game I've ever played, honestly. I think it's going to be what I judge indie games on going forward, is, is do I like this better than Cuphead? I, I honestly think it's that good. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't know if there's going to be any more indie games that I play besides that one. Because I don't really play We don't really play a whole lot of indie games between the two of us. Yeah, um, we play a lot of AAA. Yeah, we play a lot of AAA games. Um, I mean, there's definitely been indie games that we have played, but they're few and far in between. But this one, I do not regret at all. I, I think it's absolutely amazing, and I would highly recommend it. I would, too. Totally worth the 20 bucks. Very fun. Has a lot of stuff in it to keep you entertained. Um, it is a die trying game but you have to die to learn how to beat the bosses so you will die yeah many times except for one dude you complete the game without dying so there is a guy that completed the entire game without dying and hats off to that guy because i have no idea how he did it i will never be able to do it nor do i even want to attempt to can't even get past one running gun level without with passive <laughs> Alright, so with that, we are going to take another break, and we will be right back to talk about some general gaming news. Alright, and the last thing that we are going to talk about in this episode of the Casual Gamer Show is some general gaming news. Uh, so what we decided to do is we were each going to pick a major topic and talk about it, and mine is Battlefront 2's loot box controversy, which is something that I talked about a little bit earlier, um, but we're going to talk about it again in more detail. Uh, and it's not just loot boxes. Basically, people are very angry at EA for being greedy with their game. Um, not only was the loot box system bad, but they also charged a ridiculous premium for a lot of the best heroes. Um, I haven't actually gotten to play Battlefront 2 yet, and to be honest with you, after all this, I'm not even sure if I'm going to in the near future. Um, but they were charging quite a bit for a lot of the best heroes, and um, there was a lot of pay-to-win type stuff to where you could actually buy loot boxes, and inside these loot boxes they have things that give you advantages in-game, and people were pretty angry about that. And it actually led to the most downvoted comment in Reddit history, which is something that's kind of funny. Uh, one of the developers made a comment on there, and I guess I read it's the most downvoted comment ever in the history of Reddit. So this game now has that honor attached to it. <laughs> but I think it kind of goes to a wider conversation is, when is enough going to be enough with pay-to-win and loot boxes in gaming? What do you think about it? Honestly, it really depends on how they do it. Like, Battlefront, it's pretty bad, but if you take, like, 
you know, Overwatch loot boxes, it's all just cosmetics. It's nothing that will give you any type of advantage in the game. And I don't really have a problem with cosmetics. Yeah, see, cosmetics aren't bad. I mean, it's like the stuff, like, new guns and stuff like that, they give you way more bigger advantages than everybody else. If the stuff that you are buying does not affect my ability to play against you, then I'm fine with it. But if the stuff that you're buying gives you an advantage over me, it makes me angry. Because why should I pay $60 for your game when you are going to allow people to spend even more money um, to beat me? Um, and it's not even fun at that point. I, I personally think microtransactions are one of gaming's biggest problems right now. Um, a game like Overwatch, I don't have a problem with. I, I said earlier, I like Overwatch's loot box system. I don't have anything wrong with it. Uh, I really like how they do their holiday events. Um, it gives me an, ex an incentive to come back to play. Um, but yeah, with games like Battlefront, e EA needs to take a step back and realize that they can't do that kind of stuff. It it's not going to help them. I mean, they'll get some money off of it, but in the end... Battlefront as a franchise isn't nearly as much of a thing right now as it could be. Um, it was one of the most anticipated games. The first one was they were relaunching the franchise. People got excited, and then they didn't really provide the content that people were looking for, like the space battles and stuff like that. And now they have stuff like the space battles in the sequel, but it's all completely drowned out by them getting greedy with the microtransactions. Yeah. So what was your topic that you were wanting to talk about? Uh, well, it's Overwatch. There's a couple big things. One of the bigger things right now is the Blizzard World map that got announced. I think it's already on PTR on PC? Not quite sure, though. Um, and then there's the big thing, which are the new skins coming out. And this is the first ever update. That they've done something like this. Like, usually they add skins with the holiday, but this is just coming with normal loot boxes. So that's one of the best things that they could do right now. And then they also just added Moira. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty big, pretty good healer. Um, I think it's only a positive for them with that new hero because it actually complements a lot of, like, other heroes, you know? Yeah. Uh, the gameplay's good. I don't think she's really that overpowered like some of the other heroes were. Uh, she wasn't really a letdown, like... They also just buffed Mercy. Yeah. Well, no, they nerfed her, actually. She got a major nerf. Oh, okay, nerf. Um, Anne got a buff. Some other stuff like that. Roadhog needs a buff. Yeah. Um, but that's really it for Overwatch. And I think with that, we are going to go ahead and call it on this episode of the Casual Gamer Show. Thank you for tuning in and joining us. We will be back with more gaming news next week. We will see you later. See ya.